0: Heaven forbid you finally get to live your dream and something partially out of your control happens and all of a sudden you're talked about all over the internet. AMs with AJ, Good Friday Morning, for instance, say you've always dreamed of being a singer. You get to be on one of those shows. There's only like 10 million of them now. Hopefully your performance goes smooth as silk and you just accept the fate that happens. Heaven forbid you say, I don't know, start choking halfway through and you can't recover. It happened on The Masked Singer. Listen this before, this uh, just happened the other day. Somebody needs to help her. Someone needs to help her. Somebody get up there. Hey, hey, Somebody hey. Somebody get up there. She's choking. Get a medic right now. That happened on The Masked Singer. No spoilers. It was a firefly. But uh, the performance started choking, had to be let off stage. Another contestant came in, the Firefly got to perform. So it worked out fine. Everything's okay. And you hear, like, oh, the firefly had to step off the stage and be attended to, but the show must go on. So you know the Masked Singer loved that, at least for the promo of being able to be like, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But that has to be just... Like, the second time going out there, it has to be terrifying from the standpoint of you're on the stage, you're to this point where you're singing, and you already choked. Like, it, that is awful. I was, uh, in, the internet was all uh, in a tizzy recently about this, someone biffing up on the Wheel of Fortune. Now, this one, look, no one, no one wants to be trending on Twitter for the wrong reason, but the the puzzle, the answer to the puzzle was another feather in your cap, and they were missing... Uh, they hadn't finished in your, or cap. They had the a, someone guessed in your hat, in your lap, in your map. Uh, somebody went bankrupt. Somebody guessed the letter G. It took forever until finally someone guessed the letter C and Pat Sajak went to Twitter a little heated about it, saying that he would never make fun of people. He teased a little bit, but he doesn't want anyone in the situation, which is fair because what, what does he say in that situation? Another feather in your cap. I don't think is that uncommon of a saying, but he can't like he's not hinting at it and he can't do anything. So what good is ridiculed him? But man, Twitter, of course, roasted the three contestants who could not figure out what the tight what the, the solution was. And he just I mean honestly, in that situation, as bad as it was for them, it gotta be kind of tough for him because he's like, what do we do? This isn't that tough. But uh just kind of makes you. Kind of like, it's why would you Florida or not right? You get to list those stories you get to criticize from the couch from the seat of your car, and then you know you don't get to see it in that exact moment. I was trying to think if I had a performance moment besides maybe saying a word or two on the air that I did not like, but the thing that the thing that always comes back to me in terms of most embarrassing is I was walking to class one day when I was in college and there was this stupid little little there was like five pegs, and they had that little droopy train chain that went through them. It was just supposed to mark a pathway. Every day, I jumped over that chain. Didn't save me any time. I just did. Then one day, there were these two girls that I noticed, and I saw them, and they saw me. And I went to jump, and I caught my foot on the bottom of that chain and <laughs> face first. Right in front of them. In the dirt. Like it was a, it was a dirt patch. You get the cloud of dramatic... <laughs> going up to, and they just laughed and laughed, and I just was like, I'm an idiot, and have to go to class, and I am covered in dirt, and this makes no sense. I'm not going to cry, but of course this happened. (sighs) The only way to really recover from that ridicule would be to buy my own island and go stick my head in the sand, which, which I know sounds ridiculous, but a group of friends did it, and that is awesome. The notion of buying an island is a great fantasy. Who doesn't want their own private island just to be able to be like, look, I'm going to go to my island, leave me alone. I'm going to get away from all it, just go away. And it can happen. Four dudes just did it. Ames with AJ on VFX. And this, can I, very quickly, I'm not saying that they won't do good with the island, but like they, so they crowdfunded it. People donated money. They raised like a quarter of a million dollars to buy this island which kind of annoys me. Like, I, I don't think people should have to crowdfund for like medical expenses and stuff like that. But like, should they, I mean, people donate their money, whatever they donate their money to. But these dudes raised it, uh, or at least a lot of the money. By having people donate to help them. And they bought an island off like 15 minute boat ride off the coast of Belize. And he said the whole idea is why would you not want to. In an age with all this political turmoil and COVID and all that. And they've invented their own national anthem and passports and such. It's not recognized really in sovereignty by the world. But it is kind of its own thing. And yeah. Like it can happen. This is a good. Like this is the most. Attainable story that me, you, anyone could do. I don't know that I could convince anyone to give me a quarter of a million dollars on the on the internet for over the course of several years so I could do it. But when you think about it, like the, people bought by houses all time. Utah housing market is insane. Would you rather have the Utah housing market or your own island? Eh? Huh? Now what would I do on my own island? Frankly, just the concept of being able to get away from people for a little bit is amazing. But other than that, just get away. The thing is, the thing you'd have to watch for is if you're not there all the time, right? You bought your own island. You got to hire a security force. You got to hire someone to protect it. Because I honestly, the idea of landmines just thrills me. But also, it's me who constantly runs into issues with the oven and potentially... Almost, 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 not really, but almost sets fire in the house several times a year. So putting landmines around my my island seems like just a, the perfect, like, oh, I stubbed my toe and then, you know, that was the last you heard of me, but I would love to have my own island. I don't care how impractical, how much work I actually have to put into it. The way, the ability to be like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to my island. That's my no, no, you're not invited. It's mine. No, I make the rules and you're not invited. This is not a whole this, I'm going. Oh, it feels so great. At the end of the day, the real problem is though, I feel like you really kind of have to have your stuff together and actually be an adult to to buy your own island, or at least to manage your own island. And clearly I don't, because I had a moment of clarity this weekend about getting a lawyer and then panicked. And then basically result to the fact that I would just call mommy and daddy. You know, it's amazing because in one hand we say that every generation grows up a little bit quicker than everyone. The other one, because technology advances so much faster. There's just so much more immersion and all this crap they have to deal with. And I agree with that. Gold's jib debated at eight AMs with AJ on VFX. On the other hand, my parents, my mom has four kids and she had all of them by the time she was. Let's see, my sister's thirteen years younger than I am, so uh, 35 ish. I'm thirty three, still no kids. And the thing that dawned on me this weekend was I was making comments like, "Oh, I'm going to have to sue," and I was like, "Well, how would I get a lawyer? Like, I'm I'm going to be thirty three. I feel like I should know the answer to that question. Because growing up as a child, a divorce. My parents' divorce was." Brutal. They can't stand. Still to this day, they really can't stand each other. So it was. Oh, I got to talk to my lawyer about this. I'll send this to my lawyer. I'll talk to that. 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 We got to go to court over and over again. Right. It grew up just common things said in the house with my brother and I. And so I was like, Well, how? How would I do that? Should I do that? Is there someone I should sort of have on retainer? Like, should I contact someone and be like? Go meet some people, have like a luncheon. We come and they have cheese and crackers and say, well, I'll lawyer really good for you because I'll do this. Well, actually, I'm the best. And then I'll be like, uh, that's it. You're my dude. Let's do this. Like, do you do, is that how you go? You got to meet a couple lawyers ahead, like like a therapist, right? When you go to therapy, you know, I was going to meet the right one the first time. I met like four before I found mine back in the day. Like it's the same thing with lawyer, right? Like, all right, here's 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 my deal. You get my sense of humor. We're We're going to be good. Like lawyer, client privilege, right? Feels like it should be like that, but I think it ultimately also would be a solution to one of my problems because I talked about before how I wouldn't mind having a bodyguard because just when push comes to shove, I just, in those moments face-to-face, I'm not the person who's bad cop. I can't do it. It's just not me, but but I feel like if I had a lawyer and you could just drop that reference back, look, this is going on and I don't want it to continue. I'm going to speak to my lawyer about this. How do you not take that, that guy seriously? Just for a second. Even if, if it's ridiculous. If it's the most ridiculous thing. We're like, look, I've been talking with my lawyer, and that's ridiculous, and I think we're going to have to do something about this. That would freeze me for a second. It 100% would get me, and I'd be like, whoa. But well, the question is, like, is there a retainer fee? Because I, I someone I, I legitimately, I was looking at a website the other day, I was actually looking at two different websites. One was for sports and one was for writing. And they're both like, oh yeah, you can sign up to do this and pay this fee. And I'm not saying they can't, but I was also like, nope, not going to do that. Pay a feeding party website, deuces, I'm out. Can't justify doing that right now. So if I have to pay a fee to have my lawyer on retainer or whatever, like also pass. Because clearly it hasn't come up to this point in time. It would feel, I would feel very much like an adult being like, oh, I'll let my, my lawyer look over this and they'll handle that. But at the same time, I clearly am not ready for it because I have no idea how, what goes into it. And heaven help me if that ever comes up. The whole concept of actually suing someone or putting a will together. I honestly may call my parents and be like, hey, so what do I do for this? I know I'm turning 33, but please, please help me figure this out. Clearly a good sign for someone who wants to purchase his own island, right? Actually, if I can tell you a story. So uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I met this girl in marching band, one of my true loves in life. And we hit it off and we started to see each other. We're freshmen in high school, whatever, right? We'll come to find out, because my mother made a huge deal about it, that she was like, oh, this is, this is going behind the scenes. It was my dad's lawyer's stepdaughter. Like, what are the odds? Right? No, I had no idea. I'd never heard. Like, I had met my dad's lawyer. I'm not going to do that. And so it became this huge thing because my mom at the time was like, oh, this is a conflict of interest. Blah, 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 blah. like, Realistically, you look back, you're like, okay, 13, 14 year old kids, they're going to make it. They're going to go the distance. Instead, it was just unnecessary stress. But just another tie into one of those whole things with the lawyer thing growing up that just made it very front of mind for me and probably a little bit traumatic and maybe why I've never even considered looking into one before. The whole state of Florida has to have a pretty good fleet of lawyers considering the fact that they deal with just a barrage of dumb criminals day in and day out. No matter what day it is, we've got a dumb criminal Florida story for you. And today's no different. Headlines, watch your fur, uh, outdoor furniture because you never know what your neighbor wants to do and bet you didn't know you could use a seagull as a weapon, but you can. We're all looking forward to spring all of a sudden you got to watch out because your neighbor's going to defecate on your furniture and that's just not very polite. Ames with A.G. on VFX, Florida and not. Story number one for the headlines today this is we got two dumb stories, right? One from Florida, one not because all the dumb criminals, most of them from Florida A neighbor watched his elderly neighbor walk up his driveway completely naked in broad daylight, saw a glass table on their porch, got on top of it, and used the facilities. All right there. Plain view as day. Headline number two. A man randomly attacked another man as the fight got going he started fighting by throwing a live seagull at the other guy a live seagull i mean i knew you could sucker those things i've seen the videos on tiktok right i'm a seagull he can't finish the sound but he has one so you can't catch him but that's more of i think it has to be more of a stun tactic than anything right because that seagull's gonna be like look i don't want to be involved in this at all like i would love to just get out of here but you, did you just hit me with a seagull and you stumble backwards? Did you try and figure that out? Ugh, you got to watch out. I mean, one of my favorite memes growing up in college was, you ever been so mad you want to hit another man with a cactus? This dude swinging a whole cactus at another man. That'd be worse than a seagull, but that, that is an option on the table. The question, though, is which story's from Florida and which one's not? Because it would seem like it's warm in story one and there's a seagull, not to say that that's necessarily limited to just warm areas, but you can't rule out Florida. I've never needed a justification more that I'm going to need landmines than the story number one of Florida, not today. Amps with AJ on VFX. The weather's getting Okay. The weather's supposed to get nice-ish, right? Fingers crossed always with Mother Nature in Utah because you never know. But, like, story number one, the guy went to a security camp because he was getting ready to enjoy his front porch, elderly neighbor, walked up his driveway, nude, and then proceeded to spot his glass uh, bench, and decided to take a squat on it, glass table, and then he decided to use the facilities right there. Now, it hasn't been reported whether that caught him in the act or after, because I'd, like, I'd be like, sorry, man, Like, I'm sorry this is your table, but I'm not going to haul him off while this is going on, because that's a whole other kind of mess but wow. And that is the reason why I said I need landmines for my Island that I'm eventually going to buy because that just, that happened. The weather's getting nice. And all of a sudden you're like, really bro? Really? Really? Like, I'm not going to go out there and charge you. Cause that's like your most vulnerable position. And also I don't want to be around that, but wow. Story number two, a fight began between two men launching into a full on assault with guy kicking and punching and beating him with a belt some random attack. Well, the, the attacker also decided, well, that wasn't enough. He needed something to really drive home this that he is mad at this guy for whatever reason and attack him. He somehow got a hold of a seagull during this brouhaha and used it as a weapon, swinging it and throwing it at the guy. Again, I got to think, look, I don't have a high opinion of seagulls, but I think in this situation, if there's no food involved, there's food. The seagull might have might have been like, all right, let me pick my spot here and make peace with the winner here and try and take home some of the goodies. That that could potentially be it. I, I wouldn't be surprised then if the seagull threw a punch. But if not, there was no food, then I think the seagulls are like, look, I don't want to be part of this either. So, But it's, so it's more of like a sh- shock tactic. Like if you're on the street later today, for whatever reason, you're going to cross the sidewalk or whatever, and someone just throws a bird at you. You're not recovering mentally from that in any time whatsoever. Because you're, of course, panicking at the motion of the hand. Then the contact hits you and your brain's got to try and catch up real fast. And then you're like, wait, bird was... Okay, that didn't hurt, but why? Where did he get the bird? How did he even catch the bird? And you're just... You're you're done. It's over after that. Luckily, uh, they caught this guy, the seagull thrower. And he got arrested as well. So, the question is, out of those two stories... Which one is not only a criminal activity, but also the dumbest, because that is how you determine which one's from Florida and which one it's not. It's a very subtle difference. And to me, as confusing as it is, is that guy got a hold of a seagull. How? No idea. The most disturbing and confusing and stupid has to be story number one. Because why in the world would this older gentleman walk up, see that glass table and go, that's it, that's where I'm going to the bathroom. Why? Why? So story number one is the answer, and if you thought that... Correct. Good news. Also, watch your furniture. Get some cameras out there, because you just... You never you never know. You never know. Florida or not on VFX. Speaking of never knowing, try to, week in and week out, figure out what the explanation is when it comes to park narks. Not so successful thus far, but that's why we get to publicly shame them on our Facebook page, our social media, Utah's VFX. So... Have you voted? I confess, I am maybe a little bit fatigued. Not that I'm justifying parking in the stripy rectangle when it comes to Park Narks, but a little bit fatigued to it. Ames with AJ on VFX. I mean, it's it. Friday's Cash Valley Secrets. The confession is going to start early. Nominee number two this week is parked in a stripy rectangle titled "I mean, no one's using it. They fit perfectly in it. They're in the space. It's just not a space they can park. But we've had so many of those nominees." A little bit a little bit this year. They've toned it down a little bit, but a lot for twenty twenty one that you get a little bit fatigued. I'm not justifying. It's wrong. They should be punished to the full extent of the law and probably then some, honestly. But nominee number one is a little bit different. That's if I fits, I parks. It's parked at a little stripey rectangle. Uh, at the front of parking lots which are meant for compact cars smart cars motorcycles I think I don't know I've never been actually explained that so I'm assuming I've never driven anything that I'm actually supposed to park there therefore this SUV is definitely wrong because Friday we normally make our picks when it comes to okay so I can't I can't actually vote but who am I going to decide on and I think two is probably the worst but you get a little bit numb to the fact that it happens over and over and over and over again maybe maybe. Maybe you just go a different route. So my vote counts for nothing, but I'm just going to pick nominee number one because they were—they thought they were clever. They were like, oh, perfect. There's a front-of-the-line spot. This is awesome. I'm just going to squeeze right in here. My car fits perfectly. Done. You vote, though, because today is the day we find out who is the most annoying Parker in Cash Valley. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Definitely need to say thank you again because we've had a lot of great submissions this year. One of our better years already in just a few months we've been doing it. But if you see Terrible Parking, safely take a picture. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they all work. Utah's VFX. Growing up, a place like the Fun Park would have been one of those places, special occasion, right? You could only go for your birthdays. And if you grew up lower middle class, and maybe not just that, but outside of it, there's a little alarm in your head. Maybe when things get a little bit tight, you start panicking and thinking, okay, I've got to find ways to cut costs here. I know money's getting a little tight. I've got to figure out how to save money. And it can lead you to do some maybe a little bit embarrassing things. In the lower middle class, growing up at least, you develop a spider sense for when finances aren't going your way. Sam's with AJ on VFX. Because you never had money, I think when you do a little bit better, when things are a little, little thin... You'd be like, all right, panic, all right, lockdown, what can we save some money on here before this gets worse, and all of a sudden I'm back to where I was when I was a kid. And look, my parents did a good job, let me be very clear about that, but f- for instance, I had a- several different expenses come up, and things are a little a little tight at the moment. And the alarm is going off in my head saying, all right, all right, things are a little thin, we got to find a way to save money. And my first response every time is, peanut butter sandwiches. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, that's what we're going to eat because it's simple. It's easy. You don't have to think about it. It's cheap. That's what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to have for lunch when I go home today. I'm going to have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Every time. And I've gotten better about realizing, okay, like, yeah, you know, it's smart. to Scale it back a little bit. Let a couple paychecks come in. But I used to freak out about it. But you got that alarm that just goes off in your head. Like, things get a little tight. Start to freak out a little bit. We got to find some ways to save money. So... What is the cost-saving thing you did you might be a little bit embarrassed about? Mark, what is it for you? Yeah, I went to a car wash and used this coupon for 50% off, and I don't know what it was about this coupon, but I was rushed out of there almost immediately, and everybody just gave me this attitude. I don't know why this coupon (laughs) was such a big deal for everybody that worked there. Uh, Ditto? Are, are 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 coupons at car washes frowned upon? Because I gotta be honest, like I got a coupon for something. Look, you gave it to me. I don't. I don't feel cheap using it. That's saving money. That's a business decision right there, and a smart one at that. I'll tell you what. In college, things used to be really thin, and I actually and people love it. Like my girlfriend now likes ramen, and she luckily is an adult, so she flavors it up a little bit, so it's not just the cancerous bowl of pasta or whatever. But yeah, I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I think there's a traumatic attachment to what that pasta represents, but also, like, I ate so much of it in college, trying to save a couple bucks week in and week out. I can't, I can't do it. I can't look at it. I cannot do it. I will not go back to ramen. And I have to admit, when we're talking about this alarm, you could tell the difference. Yesterday, someone told me that they made the best box mac and cheese ever. And I got to tell you, my first reaction, I went, ugh. I made that face and that sound. I was texting him. I was like, okay, you know, you made it good. Congratulations. And I'm not, I'm not doing much better. Like we do the Velveeta one because you can't go back to craft after that. You're an adult now. Come on up it a little bit. But, but what is the embarrassing cost cutting or cost saving thing you've done? Uh, Liz, what's your story? When I was a kid, I remember my siblings and I asking my mom if we could order lemonade. And she got waters and a bowl of lemons for the table and started making her own while the waitress took our order. I wanted to die of embarrassment. It would have been better if she would just given us the water. (laughs) So I'm not saying that's not cost-saving. Are you sure you just weren't, no offense, annoying and your mom was trying to keep you busy? (laughs) Because, like, Kool-Aid... I don't know what it runs now because, again, graduated from it. Remember where you came from, though. Proud of your roots. We graduated from it, but that was like, what, 10 cents a packet? I remember, and that was a, we still thought of it as a treat. You get one of those pitchers, we used to make a big deal about, you put the sugar in and you get the, the packets that were like 10 cents a packet. You had to have, I think, four for a gallon. You put them all together, I'm like, yeah, we got Kool-Aid and you could only drink some of it. You still had to have water occasionally. I mean, but you think about it, cool Like, that's how things were. And that's why that alarm still goes off in my head to this day. What were your cost-cutting moves? It's Friday, which means Cash Valley Secrets. will have confessions coming up. Uh, 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Speaking of cost-saving, here's a confession for you. Well, they didn't come out and say it. I had a conversation with my parents the other day that reinforced what I already knew. And it's, well, it may be tough initially. Once the kids move out, it's kind of a joyous time for the parents. My parents are clever, but they let it slip. They're happy that my brother and I don't live at home. AM's with AJ out. VFX. I was on the phone with you the other day. So my parents have been in kind of like minor remodeling mode. They eventually do want to get rid of the house and move somewhere they want to kind of retire to, which is cool. And they've kind of taken up this new hobby of, for basic stuff, kind of YouTubing themselves to save, you know, money and time. Well, I was talking to them the other day, and they are under—they're working on a new project. And I'm just like, "Oh, what are you doing?" They're, like, "Oh, we're gonna—we're gonna change one of the rooms." And so, quick little background into the floor plan of my parents' house. There's a um, downstairs where their room is. There's a door, and then right there is a big room, which is kind of a de facto workout room at the point of time. It's kind of a catch-all. So they're talking about making like a. The lounging room, and I was like, Oh, down in the basement, it'd be good to carpet that and all that. And they were like, Oh, no, it's gonna be in, in you know, uh, upstairs. We're really excited about it because it's gonna be in your room and trailed off. <laughs> and I, I chuckled, and I have to feign that I'm upset about it, but like, I haven't lived at home in Lord knows how many years, and I don't even stay at home when I go home, so like, do whatever you want. You paid for the house, but uh, you know, they, it was rough at first, but I knew it. Eventually, they're going to come around and they're happy to kind of be done with us. At least from the standpoint of out of their hair, even we're in town. Like, they would love for us to be in town, but out of their hair, they're totally for it. And I, I know, I know, parents. I know you do. So, it's Friday's Cash Valley Secrets. It's confession time. Haley, nice enough to be on the phone. Haley, what's the thing you're looking forward to most? Kid moves out of the house. I am pretty sure that once my kids move out... My food bill will be a quarter of what it is now. Oh, they eat constantly, and they always have friends over who eat their weight yep. in junk food. Yep. Fun fact: Talk about cost-saving moves. Just a couple minutes ago, uh, we had to have a rule when I was in middle school. When we got in high school; things got a little bit better. But when I was in middle school growing up, like it was, it was one soda per friend who came over. If they stayed the night, it was two, and we had to watch what we ate too because we would clean. We would clean the house out of like lunch meat, bread, chi- oh, chips gone. Absolutely gone. Yes. Haley, gone. You are 100% correct. Your food bill is going to drop dramatically. Like, you may be able to buy a second house off of that. J- Joseph, what is the thing you're looking forward to most when the kids move out of the house? Freedom. I can't wait for me and my wife to just retire from the kids, have our own lives. You know, more vacations, more rest time. Okay. Yeah, you will. However, if I can be honest with you, as a former child... I hope you do have plans. I hope you do make that transition. The thing that my parents I think struggled with most was the transition of. They weren't they weren't like an overbearing parent, but kind of like loosening the reins a little bit as I kind of went and did my own thing, and my brother kind of went and did his own thing. You will have the time to do so, but I, you kind of will have that time I think near the end of high school because like kids want to spend time with their friends, they get involved in extracurriculars, they kind of want to go do all their own things. So you'll have time. Like you, you gotta be available. At least until they're 18 I would think But you'll have that time I think the question would be What time do you get with your kids That's what you'll have to sort out But enjoy Have at it To this day I still wish my parents would do more stuff Like Go do you things Enjoy it It's fine Be your own person But I'm not saying I'm not saying that you want to kick the kids out I'm just saying at some point You will be happy that the kids are left There's going to be benefits And you'll, you'll chuckle to your And you'll feel bad There'll be guilt But you would then be like, keep it deep down. Be like, yeah, I'm glad we could finally remodel this three-bedroom house that my parents have where two of them aren't even used at all. According to a survey, by the way, 65% of parents over the age of 45 say they're looking forward to the day their kids finally left. And if that's not a confession, I don't know what else is, but it's Friday, which means Cash Valley secrets, including someone trying to figure out if they needed to signal for help, if it would work, bad news. Not the case. Not the case. What are the secrets you're just needing to confess to get the guilt off your conscience or just maybe to feel better? Because AJ's right there with you. And with AJ on VFX, it's Cash Valley Secrets. It's time to confess. Like, I was once told as a child that if you Googled the, the computer would blow up. On a bad day at school, I went to the computer room and grimly typed in the to cause IT meltdown. I was very disappointed. Trudging guilt on his face, but n- determined to make it happen goes Google's the it just waits maniacal laughter <laughs> And then nothing happens <laughs> Kids you know, had to be a kid that told him that the stupidest things the absolute Stupidest things that we convince ourselves of and then you just sit there on edge And then finally this kid was like nope snapping point. They have chocolate milk today. It's too much. That was the last straw Uh no confession. I've been throwing away my partner's poor choices of clothing for years. First step is they'll stay at the bottom of the laundry basket for a few months. He never goes there. Then, next step is to put them out in a charity collection bag. Job done. And I got to be honest with you, this can only or mostly only happen to men because I am astonished at the stuff that my girlfriend, who has way more clothes than. Well, that's not true. I probably have the same amount of clothes as her. Mine are just all the same. But she has a lot of clothes and she can remember where everything is. She lent this to her friend. She lent this to her sister. And I'm like, I if I don't see a sweatshirt in the closet or I haven't seen it in a minute, I assume it's lost and I'm just pumped that I find it again. And it's funny because I'm actually on my to-do list this week <laughs> to go through some specifically my hoodies and t-shirts, because I need to get rid of some because the closet's getting too gymful. So, as far as I know, not anything that Ashley has secretly tried to to get out of my closet but I, she totally could have she could have pulled it off and been done done another confession until fairly recently i thought a spinning class involved people spinning around and around until they got dizzy and that is that is silly because it involves bikes right isn't that what it is it's a bike thing i, I honestly don't know for sure it comes up all the time right I take a spin class in movies and television shows but I don't feel like they're ever in the class. It's just always a throwaway line about something they're going to go do. So, no, no, no one would go to a class that they spin around and again and again and again in circles. But I don't know what it is either. And lastly... I've spent the last six months on video conference calls tapping SOS for one minute with my index finger on my shoulder. It's safe to say that this test was a failure. If I was ever held hostage and needed to let someone know that I'm in danger, I'm a dead man. <laughs> what a, I mean, yes, yes. I, most Most of us should recognize some sign of trouble, but also... It hasn't come up. (laughs) Cash Valley Secrets on VFX. Actually, that being said, leads us to the Gold's Gym debate today because speaking of, you know, it should be almost idiot proof at this point with where technology is to be able to let people know if you're in trouble or whatnot, right? Well, apparently uh, there is a brand of phone or maybe a couple of them that has that built in, but you got to be careful because you don't want to accidentally send your own ransom note to your parents, which happened that starts the goals gym debate at eight in like seven minutes on VFX. Make sure you never convince your family that you're kidnapped. And if you do, you might want to alleviate that prank real quick because I think you can get, get escalate and get out of hand in a hurry. <laughs> With AJ on VFX, it's the goals gym debate at eight. So confession uh, from uh, Cash Valley Secrets. When someone taps SOS for like six months every day, to see if anybody recognizes, nobody does. So call today, failed experiment because if he was actually kidnapped, no one recognized. Game over. Well, in this day and age, as sad as that feels, it should be almost idiot proof, right? To alert someone that something is going on because of all the technology and, and all the the ability to communicate with people, hand signals, something on your phone, we have hammer alerts, all that should be idiot proof. Well apparently On some types of phones, the coworker who told me the story has a Samsung, but she said she's pretty sure iPhones have it too. But I guess if you tap, I believe it's the power button is what she said, five times, it sends an SOS to your top four contacts. And I guess it takes a picture of whatever the phone sees. And then it activates uh, like a tracking beacon. So then it keeps people updated on where you're going. So the whole idea, right, is you just tap five times. Not very big deal. It alerts the top five people, the people you contact most, which would be, you know, friends, family, somebody, right? Takes a picture to maybe show what's going on, and then you can stay in track so that they can't get away somewhere where you don't know. Problem is, the way that she told this story and found out is because she accidentally did it while trying to snooze her phone. And so her top four contacts got a message, and they were like, oh my gosh. She's being kidnapped right now. Like, this is a picture of her room. We got the SOS. She's not responding to text messages right now. I'm trying to call her. I'm not getting through. Oh, and so she, like me, is a transplant. She is not originally from Utah. So what's even worse is that her family is not in the area, which only just makes the panic even more so. And (laughs) the point that she said a sibling of hers Talked was like talking to her boss was like, I may have to leave right now to fly to the state of Utah. I'm not sure what's going on, but I think I might have to leave right now to fly and go see what's going on with my sister. Which there's no coming down from that easily. Apparently, it was only like a seven minute window before she finally got on her phone and kind of ex- calmed everything down. But that seven minutes set has to feel like an eternity. An eternity. You get to freak out first and initially, like, no, 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 no. Because, like, for, I give you, this is not a good example, and it's why my mom needs to work on what an emergency is, but, like, my mom has texted me before, like, I need to talk to you, it's an emergency. And I, I don't, like, she's fine, I'm fine, but I think something's happening in the family, I'm freaking out, and so at this time, I'm trying to do anything and everything I can to get, like, four seconds of peace so I can be like, what's going on, what's going on? And then it was, it was something, it's not an emergency whatsoever. It was something stupid. It had to do with shopping. It was so dumb, but you're free, like trying to get free for, it takes forever to do so and you're panicking. And I didn't think anybody was kidnapped. Something might've happened to someone. And It was an update like, Hey, by the way, they're not doing well, whatever. But like this lifetime moment, coworkers, family was like, she's kidnapped. Somebody's taking her. we. we we got to go to Utah, smack some heads around, figure out what's going on, turn over some stones, figure out some answers. Seven minutes is forever. So be careful because honestly that harkens back to the day. I, I feel like nobody else had this, but as a kid was always told, do not dial 911. And I felt like it was like under penalty of death. They made you freak out by saying it all the time in shows and stuff. And I felt like my parents reinforced it to the point that I like, if you accidentally hold down the power button too long, it's like, would you like to send an emergency contact? At 32 years old now, I'm still like, whoa, no, no, no. No, I don't want to accidentally contact 911. I don't want to do that. I 100% don't want to do that. Whew. Speaking of your safety, Tender has rolled out an a-, a new feature, which, to be honest, feels like it should be standard. Not only that, cheap jerks will only uh, give you a couple of them free because, you know, your safety doesn't matter that much. I can get condolences to anyone in the dating world because at any given time, it's just an unmitigated nightmare. And I wish you well, and I hope you navigate it without too many landmines uh, throughout the day or throughout the, the whole adventure. But good gosh. Goals Jim debated 8 a.m.s with AJ on VFX. So Tinder's new thing is they're going to let people do background checks on their potential dates. That's great. You should definitely do that. But you only get to run two for free. And then it's going to cost you two fifty each afterwards. Now, having been on Tinder before, it is a numbers game. And let me be fully, full disclosure and fully honest in this: as a fella, this is something that obviously does not concern me nearly as much as it concerns women. It's just a fact of the matter that they have just things they have to think about because dudes are nuts that I just as a as a man had not had to think about on the app. So two for free, woo, thank goodness they're clear. Everybody else, yeah. The problem in here is, so the the cool thing about it is they're using a nonprofit called Garbo supposed to focus on violent crime. So like speedy tickets and stuff like that, stuff that shouldn't be, fingers crossed, an indicator that you're going to be a sociopath, not gonna be focused on. That's great, which is also why it's so insulting there's two free ones. The problem is that nonprofit, it's not going to get you much further than your own information can because they use home, uh, name, phone number, address, and apparently will even accept birthday and Zodiac sign to help narrow it down. So, because it's imperfect, they use what's called a rating to estimate the accuracy of the results. So, bad news would be if you find something and they're not totally sure and you're like, well, questionable. Questionable. So, how do you make that decision? What the heck does questionable mean? So... This whole thing's an unmitigated nightmare. And look, I operate and we've had the conversation when it comes to mystery and history for dating, which way do you go? And I choose more mystery, less history. Like to find out organically who you are and go from there. That being said, this is an example of something that I, if I was dating, might consider a little bit more. But again, I'm also, I think, have the luxury and admittedly so of being able to get through Without having to think about it, for the most part. And that's just the sad state of the way things are. And it really ought to just be something that's built in. And I would I would assume at this point in time that the way things have gone, correct me if I'm wrong, 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX. If you are a woman who is on dating apps and such, I would think, unfortunately, you would have to kind of go full detective mode. Before you finally decided to meet some stranger off the internet. Because, Lord, fingers crossed, let it be the percentages, minuscule. But, can he, can he ever be too safe? In terms of a background check, I don't know where you go to do that. I know there are people that are super into that. Not my thing. But uh, you should definitely do that. And also, just I would like to put this out there while we're on the conversation. just re- Just remember not to put yourself in situations that, at least initially... Could go quick, very south the other way. My girlfriend Ashley once went on a first date with a dude. They went into the desert to shoot guns. And there was no, like, it's a surprise. Like, that was the thing the whole time. So I guess honesty was up front. But also, like, looking back, everyone, including me, is like, yeah, you 100% should not have gone on that date. You 100% should not have done that. And she admits it now. So I started the after show off yesterday With, I would think, a very good amount of support from Producer Butters and Irma that I am so sick and tired of the way customer service is handled right now in terms of trying to deal with people. Producer Butters dropped a little nugget of knowledge that you got to be careful just how upset you get because there could be something that follows you around that makes service more and more difficult as it goes. Has anyone noticed that it's impossible to send a customer service email now? Like they've just companies have removed them from websites, so you can't do it. And for what it's worth, he was with AJ at VFX Mima as I was informed, uh, who spent a lot of time in customer service, had informed us the tra- the pitfalls that the email chain causes when actually trying to get something solved. Yesterday on the after show, which of course you can find on any of our social media, about ten thirty every weekday. But that being said, like their solution is to to phone call and no thanks, I'm not interested. In sitting on in hold forever to so, go to social media, which makes even less sense to me because like that to me feels like hey, you know if you want to complain, you can come make a scene on social media, and I feel like it makes me look like the jerk even though I'm coming to you to complain. Like I just want to handle this behind closed doors and get it done. Why is social media an option? Which I did have to use over Christmas. Like I had to tweet and there's an account. <laughs> there's an account against the business I was using that retweeted my tweet when I was like, all right, here we are. I can't get it solved. So I would hope all of us, right, are not calling to waste time and are generally going to try and keep calm when dealing with customer service. And as producer Butters dropped some knowledge on us yesterday, that's a good idea. Here's what he said he heard specifically about you when it comes to your customer service response. So I've been told... (laughs) And I don't know if this is true or not. I'm gonna believe it. But there is like a like credit score kind of thing for customer service, like on you. So when you oh, like, that would make sense. So when you call places and complain all the time, your your customer service score like goes down, and they won't deal with you or give you any good deals. That's I At least I, that's what I've been told. That is true. So, with that being said, I now am also more upset that I don't get the. Uh, that I don't do the bad cop part of dealing with confrontation. For instance, I once had to deal with an internet company that was just, they were obnoxious. They wouldn't keep their appointments. They were all over the place. I don't know that I'd go as far as say his line, but they're terrible. So I finally just put my dad on the phone. Like, I was like, I'm going to give you all the information. I can't deal with these people. I need you to let him have it. And he did, and he got it solved. But at the end of the day, it's still under my name. And I don't think he went too far or anything like that, but... If they were like, oh, that's a minus point. You started 100. We're working our way down. Minus one. You're at 99 now. The poll of the day is if this thing is legit, because let's be honest. As I said yesterday in the after show, when I get let down again, and trust me, it's coming because inevitably I'm going to get let down again, on a scale of one to 100, what would you think your customer service score would be based on how you interact with customer service? Because I'm thinking I'm passing still, definitely feel like i'm generally okay to deal with I, I i've gotten i've gotten a little bit more testy and a little less patient in recent years i will admit it but i i think i'm still in the solid b range i feel confident i'm still in the solid b range but that was an eye opener and might make me hesitate a little bit more in the sternness next time i have one of these issues come up pull the day uh, apparently if you do carry a customer service score in terms of how you deal with customer service and the lower it goes, the less they'll deal with you, less you'll give you deals. One to 100. What do you think yours is? Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. Finally, an answer, a sleep expert quote unquote, which like, how do you get that job? Like you a master napper, but he answered that question. What is the perfect amount of time for a nap? And that's actually the question I think needs answered most. I don't know how you become a supposed sleep expert, but the most recent one, no. No, I found a guy, Dr. Jeffrey Eilef, who's apparently, he's given us advice on the best nap times, AMs with AJ on VFX, and he fails. He should have his qualification stripped, because one of the things he said is that if you take a short nap, 20 or 30 minutes, you don't go into deep sleep, you wake up refreshed. Bull crap. You absolutely do not. You wake up worse, it is not worth it, never take a cat nap. Now, if you go, and he said, if you go for a nap longer, 90 minutes, well, then you get one full sleep cycle in, and again, you wake up being recharged. That one I can agree with. But, but, as, as relevant as this information is, and I'm happy to pass it along, the one question we really need to ask is, what is the difference in the body chemistries of people that allow some to nap and then sleep normally at night, like my girlfriend, who is, it has to be, has to be part cat. She can nap whenever she will later today. She will be tired. She will come home. She will snooze and she will get mad at me because I'm like, no, don't snooze because we won't sleep tonight, which is not true for her whatsoever. And she'll sleep for an hour and then she'll go to bed at a normal time and she'll get her full eight hours and she'll fall asleep immediately and everything will be great for her. And then there's me who is incapable of falling asleep immediately. It never happens unless I am just physically just beat, just dog butt tired. That is never going to happen. And today, I didn't sleep well last night because I napped. So today, I'll probably go home and then inadvertently nap again. So then tonight, I will not sleep forever because what will happen is I'll wind myself down. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm tired. And I'll go to bed. And then my brain's like, cool, let's do this. And then we're going to solve all of the world's problems, figure out everything that's going to happen in the universe in the next 100 years. And I will not be able to. And I think, yes, need to figure out how to quiet my mind? Check. Got that. Thank you so much. But really, the thing at the end of the day is... Why in the heck is there a difference in the fact that my girlfriend can nap whenever she wants and still go to bed at night? And if I sleep for like 45 minutes during the day, no matter what time it is, my body's like, (laughs) you wanted to go to bed at 1030? Not going to happen. How about 230? That's as soon as we can book you in, buddy. My question posed was, is it possible to get numb to a parking egregiousness that we all acknowledge is bad that has happened time and time again? That was nominee number two. Ames with AJ VFX. Park Nork's nominee number two. I mean, no one is using it, dot, 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 as this little crossover decided to fit completely in one of those... uh Stripy rectangles is one of those double-sided ones. It's at like Walmart or whatever, where it goes both ways because it's near the front. So it's got the extra space, whether people need extra room to maneuver, need to drop a ramp, whatever it is. But we saw a lot of that in 2021. We've seen a fair amount in 2022. And the question was, is it possible to get numb, despite the fact that I would agree it's the worst compared to nominee number one, which parked in a shape itself. This one, though. This SUV parked in a rectangle with no stripies. It's just at the front, which is meant to be, at the end, I think motorcycles, maybe compact cars, mopeds, motorcycles, although I think for sure. That's if I fit, I parks. And the answer to the question is, not yet. It was a resounding, resounding victory. On Facebook and Instagram comments, nominee number one didn't get a single vote. And then on the poll of the day from uh, Monday on our Instagram story, it was crushing. Like 72%. For nominee number two, that is the worst parker in Cache Valley this week. So it wins the person who took the picture, the Narker. They are going to get a Johnny O. Spudnuts gift card. And, of course, nominee number two also now is a winner. Punches its place in the tournament at the end of the year to determine who is the worst parker in Cache Valley for 2022. If you see terrible parking, take a picture safely. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX, any social media, anytime, submit it. We'll get you entered in Monday. Two more go head-to-head for the worst parker in Cache Valley on VFX. VFX is Facebook roulette looking for something to inspire, to haha. mostly. I got to be honest. I'm searching for hahas. I'm looking for my my meme lords to share. But, you know, inspiring or pick-me-up, whatever works, anything to make Facebook a fun place to be, at least Utah's VFX is. So I laid out my friend Patrick, and it's me sliding the straw in and out of a McDonald's cup, and it's someone playing a, a cello, or bass, I don't know. Chilo, you got a bass. Uh, but yeah, I correct me if I'm wrong, 68255, the number of text. Start text with VFX, which I'm just going to follow up with every time I say correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's another straw drink combo that is quite as noise-creating, shall we say, as the McDonald's combination. Because heaven forbid your kid feels like they're in an annoying mood, just <laughs> it's funny actually when i was in marching band my sophomore year we had a show and there was uh, i don't i for the life of me do not remember what the instrument was called but it was a special kind of drum basically but i had like a squish toy on the side and the sound it made was <gasps> i can barely do it but it's like in a pinch we could have just mcdonald's straw the whole thing for that entire show like <laughs> it's enough about mcdonald's straws. <laughs> the aj Knight, find and add me across all social media same for utah's vfx especially. If you find Park Narc nominees, don't want you to miss out on a chance to win a weekly prize, Johnny Ospundet's gift card, and of course, prizes get grander at the end of the year with the Park Narc's Grand Tournament. Uh, of course, if you miss anything on the podcast as well, Utah's VFX, anywhere podcasts are, Spotify, iTunes, The After Show, of course, coming up here in about 40 minutes as uh Producer Butters will join me and we'll chit-chat. I think we got to talk about buying our own island, I think. I'm not a homeowner, but producer Butter says and I'm curious which trade he would make or which one he'd go with. We'll get out to all that. And then, um, good thing the weather's getting nice, right? Because makes that decision on whether or not maybe, maybe just maybe it's time to walk a little bit and not drive a little easier. just a little bit. I mean, think of think you got I just saw someone posted yesterday. Summer bods are made in the winter. Just saying it. Am I going to follow through on that? Let's be honest. It's been my New Year's resolution for 20 years, so I think we all know where we're at. But it's out there. Until Monday morning, Brand is with AJ on VFX. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, and thanks for listening to VFX.